yeah, we're just excited to have you guys and kind of get this kicking off. Uh, this is our first episode and uh, of the Frame and Focus podcast. First yeah, one. Uh, my name is Lester. You know, you guys, um, I, I'm, I've been in the industry for the last decade, decade uh, doing videos and photography. Um, and now I'm running my own production company, which is, you know, fun. That's awesome. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's this this idea. I shared the thought with Vinny like what like like a week ago or something <laughs> like that, right? And uh, he was like, "Dude, let's do it." Yeah, together pretty quick. So yeah. yeah, here we are. I can't believe it, a week ago. Yeah, okay. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect space for it. I bet yeah. you'll have this edited tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. knowing you, yeah, lightning speed. <laughs> like tomorrow, like oh hey guys, it's out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's out. I, 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 I just banged on it for yeah. like the whole night, and it's out. Yeah. I don't know yeah, how he does that. It's amazing. Vinny, you, do you want to introduce yourself sure. a little bit? Uh, my name is Vinny Falico. Um, DP here in town and then also drone pilot. So I've been doing that for a while now. I guess it's been five or six years for, for both. And I uh, have a small production company in town called Black Sky Creative. And we've been doing our thing for a minute. And uh, yeah, excited to get this rolling and chat with uh, other guys doing the same stuff and uh, kind of spread the knowledge around and and hopefully our listeners can can pull a thing or two from this whole thing. So, so yeah, excited to have y'all and uh, get to it. Yeah, Alex, you give us like a background of your how, how you ended up like in Austin. Oh man, uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> yeah. uh, I usually I usually like say you guys want like the short version, the medium version, or the long version. I usually give like the medium. Yeah, let's do. Um, do your favorite. <laughs> two hours all right um i'm originally from ukraine uh, i came to america in 2007 so it's been 16 years um i yeah went to high school college in michigan and then randomly ended up in florida um after high school before college i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do and uh, all my friends they went on spring break and i never been so i was like i'm just gonna move to florida uh, and I did. I just packed my car and moved to Florida after high school. Um, went to community college. It sucked. But I ended up going on this commercial audition and landing an agent randomly. My friend was like, hey, you should be a model. I was like, huh? But um, <laughs> anyway, I went on this audition, landed an agent. And uh, I was just like, this is cool. I want to do this. This is fun. Like, this was the first thing that was like, oh, I love this. Um, so I got out of Florida, moved to Michigan. Uh, took a acting class and then uh, switched my major to theater. So yeah, wow. yeah. And then um, four years of uh, college, got a communication degree, theater degree. Uh, so I acted all throughout college. And then uh, my buddy and I, we moved to Chicago uh, to act. Uh, he was an improv actor. I was a theater actor. So we both acted in Chicago. We like uh, took classes at Second City, and I acted in. Awesome. Yeah, I acted in a bunch of productions. Um, and then uh, was 2018, Trump got elected, and uh, Ch Chicago became a different place. Uh, just politically speaking. Here we go, I'm talking about politics. <laughs> you promised yeah, me. Yeah, I yeah, promise. You promised me. No, no politics. <laughs> anyway, I was just, um, everything turned really political really fast. You know, just Chicago is a very um, young city, and, you know, people care, so... Uh, for me, it was just really hard because I just um, I wanted to create and work, and all I hear was just people frustrated. That was the sound. 
Yes, yeah, right there. This is a shoot. That's not me. But anyway, so naturally, uh, I so half of my family is from Ukraine, half of my family is from Russia, and uh, I never been to Russia. And uh, I was like, well, uh, naturally, I uh, I'm gonna go there now. So I went there. Uh, I wanted to go. I wanted to like audition for the Moscow theater. Uh, Moscow uh, theater. Uh, they have one of the best prog- programs in the world. Uh, I went there. That didn't happen, but it was like a year of soul searching, and that's where I picked up photography, and I started to write, and I started to direct like little tiny things. So then I came back to America after a year, realizing I couldn't live there, um, and I lived in Florida for like six months. Uh, I decided trying to figure out where I wanted to go, and uh, I picked Portland, Oregon out of all places. I packed my car, drove to Portland, Oregon. Um, when I got there, I was like, I don't like that. Um, so I turned back. <laughs> this was like 12 days of driving, by the way. Oh. Um, so I turned back and I was in Denver and uh, it was like either Denver, New York or Austin. And thank God I didn't go to New York because the um, the pandemic was going to hit in like six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Denver was a little, I don't know, it didn't have enough character for me. So I was like, I'm going to give Austin a shot. So yeah. And then I went to Austin, um, spent like a year soul searching and then finally figured out like, I'm going to give directing a shot. I'm going to get serious about this. Uh, and that was 2019. Awesome, man. Wow. So, and yeah, since then I've, uh, I've been directing uh, writing, doing photography, and then I still act occasionally. Cool. So, awesome. yeah. Dude, Hopefully that amazing. wasn't too long. <laughs> wow. No, yeah. that's a little, and yeah. you enjoy both doing, doing directing and photography? All of it, yeah. I think I think for me it's like a big umbrella of film. Uh, I can't focus on the, like, Spencer know the, knows this because we, we work on a bunch of projects together. Like when we edit, I can't sit in a chair longer for longer than two, two and a half hours. I have to do something else. So like, that's why I love, I love photography and writing and directing and acting because you get to do something for, you know, hour and a half, two hours and you get to switch to something else. Mm -hmm. And like being on set is the best because you literally are doing something different every like half an hour, Yeah, you know? So yeah. Awesome. There's so many challenges that comes being on set, right? It's like you deal with so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, for for me, just uh, I love the the switching from different tasks. I mean, they're, they're all creative in their own different ways, you know. So I mean, I I'm, I know you know this. It's like we all know, but you specifically, like you run a, a company, like you edit, you color, you write, you direct, you do photography, and, uh, and they're been, all very rewarding. So I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Hundred percent. Spencer. Well, I just want to say one thing. What what I think is crazy about Alexi was that we were driving home from uh, some pickup shoots in Dallas uh, Mm -hmm. a couple days ago, and he just realized that he's only been like truly focusing on directing and film for like the last four years. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's incredible, like the amount of progress that Alexi has made from like the moment he decided to try and like start making money, covered a lot of ground, doing things. I was like, dude, you're you're at like warp speed right now. Like your work. How many features did you work on last year? Like. Uh, five 
four or five. Yeah. That's awesome. So to yeah. go from like not knowing anybody, not knowing how a camera works. Well, I mean, knowing like stills, but you know what I mean? Like in yeah. the film industry yeah. to then four years like later, you've and worked on five, five feature features films. in one year. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. That's killer. It's stunning. Yeah. And I've awesome. been beating on myself. I mean, like, I, I don't know if you guys relate, but like I've been beating on myself and you're like, I'm about to be 30. Like my wife's about to come here. I need to like making be making money. I need to like I need to direct my first feature. I need to do this and this and this. And you forget how like about your journey, like where you were just you yeah. know like four years ago you were just here. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have anything. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, you forget to so zoom out and look at the big picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and you know part of the blessing as well is in, at least in my experience is is knowing what you love to do right once you find that it's kind of you know you you kind of find the path and and things uh hard work makes start things fall in on your way and and you know you start scratching walls and everything but uh i think at the end it's for the greater good and you're still doing what you love right totally totally i mean and it's it's periods periods of time too. Uh, I mean, like you know, with directing, it's like you have a project and it's like two months of your life. If it's just a regular like commercial or whatever music video or something, um, and then it's it can be nothing for a couple of months. So it's like it's nice to jump back to photography, yeah, to jump back to acting, yeah. to focus on writing again, and jump between all these different things that reward you know your creative self. So, yeah, 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 incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I grew up a military brat, so I grew up uh, in Germany and then finally moved to the U.S. in, in like 2009. Um, I've lived in Texas ever since, so I guess I'm kind of from Texas, you could say. Um, but from an early age when I got to the U.S., um, I just became like infatuated with YouTube, as most kids did. Um, and I really enjoyed a lot of different creators early on, like Ray William Johnson and Shane Dawson and things like that. And I just loved the like skits and the videos that they were making. And I was like, you can, you can make, you know, stories out of, out of just like your, your mom's like home video camera that's sitting in the drawer somewhere. Um, and like a lot of kids at the same time, like we all started trying to make YouTube videos and things like that. Um, and that just got me obsessed with like cameras and the process and editing, um, and different ways of framing and things like that. And so I just kind of fell down the rabbit hole as most people do once they discover filmmaking, like, oh, I want to get this DSLR next. I want to get this lens yeah, and this thing. Like you start stops. Yeah. You start accumulating <laughs> things. Um, we were just talking about that earlier. Like, yeah. When am yeah. I going to stop buying? Yeah. Shit? Yeah. It, it, I tell him that every it never week. Ends. Yeah. I swear to God. It never ends. Yeah. It's funny because you get to a point where, okay, I have everything. Yeah. Right. And next week comes up something like new. A new update like, or God something. damn it. I need yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. There's not enough money in the world. I could buy all the lenses. There's not enough yeah. money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I just kind of fell down that rabbit hole. And in high school, I, you know, um, was fortunate enough that the district that I attended opened a technical school, like a brand new, like, you know, $50 million facility um, to teach kids um, technical programs like welding and, you know, nursing and different things like that. But they had an audiovisual department. So we had a soundstage, we had a massive green screen, you know, cameras, lights, everything to play with. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be one of the first kids to go there. Um, and that's really when like I fell heavy into like, okay, I, I could do this for a living. Like, this is really what I want to do. So um, I spent three years doing that. 
Um, and then during that time, I'm working for a local TV station. I'm working at like a restaurant and a movie theater. I'm just like getting as much money as I can to buy gear. Like I'm just <laughs> so motivated by that. <laughs> like I need to build Nothing's my own. Changed. I need yeah. to be completely independent. I mean, the ten years later, the, uh, yeah, it's the same mentality. It never ends. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what it was. Was like, uh, you know, the the equipment they had the school wasn't the best they had like eng cameras they didn't have any dslrs or anything like that so i'm like okay i want to buy a canon 70d and i want to get my own macbook so i can edit and a couple lights and a nice tripod and things <laughs> so you buy an re yeah <laughs> so you and then I buy, and start small yeah, yeah. <laughs> only a handful of years later um but um yeah no I, I was able to build up my own kit and started a uh, filming um just random short films and things like that in high school. Uh, and then by the time I was a senior, I did like my first paid gig for a local business. We made like a commercial for a karate school. Um, and uh, that's when I was, I think, 17. Um, and then eventually when I graduated, moved to Austin, I worked a dead end job at Best Buy selling TVs, like hoping that I might run into some dude who's like trying to edit on a TV or something. I don't know, somehow. And luckily, that's that's exactly what happened. Actually, I was about to say, yeah, I that met. Is what happened? Really? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. So I'm there, and uh, I'm telling this guy. You know, he's like asking, like, oh, I need one to edit on, whatever. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, these are high, you know, high frame rate, whatever. They're 120 hertz, yada yada yada. Um, I just asked the dude, I'm like, hey man, what's the best advice you have for somebody trying to like break into, you know, making videos and uh, doing that for a living? Like, I'm trying to make it in in Austin, and he was just like, oh, write down your number. Like that's what you need to do, and I quit my job two weeks later. Like, no, I handed it, wow. yeah, I handed in my two weeks, and uh, I quit. And since then, I've been doing it full time. Uh, I was eighteen at the time, uh, so I quit that job. And then, me and him worked together for four years. I want to say until uh, the beginning of like twenty twenty, when we chose to like call it quits. Um, a lot of mediocre stuff, a lot of like dentists, a lot of lawyers, you know, doing like ad buys and things like that. Um, but what was cool is like we were making a decent amount of money doing it. Um, when you do an ad buy campaign for a business, like you get 15% of that as a uh, agency of record. So it's like we were managing like I think like 80 grand at one point a month. And so it's like you get 15% of that monthly. Wow. So luck luckily enough, when I was 19, <laughs> we decided to buy an Ari Amira. So we bought a brand new Ari Amira um, that I was the only person who ever shot on it. And so then we started upping the quality of everything. And um, when we eventually chose to like dissolve the business um, in early of 2020, I just bought all of the like goodies that we had for the Amira. Um, he decided to sell it. I'll always regret not buying that camera. But um, I bought my own Ari Amira in early 2020. Um, and I've been doing it on my own ever since. So focusing more on DPing and actually doing narrative projects and things and not just like falling down the yeah. commercial rabbit hole of like <laughs> more money, more money, buy more gear, yeah. buy more gear. Yeah. It's this well, balance. Still buying the, the gear. Still. Yeah, still. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. That does, yeah, that that telling more stories. Yeah. I suppose. So but cool. yeah. So, um, yeah, oddly, like just by happenstance, I met a guy that would put an Ari mirror in my hands at That's 19 amazing. and, uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough to shoot, um, on that camera. Was he since. kind of directing for you then, I guess? Or was he um, you know, his own production company? Or what was his role, I suppose? Uh, he was, uh, I would say, more of a producer. Okay. Um, I mean, he would handle directing, you could say that. Um, but I mean, it, it still felt like I was one man banding it for the most part. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, he would just hang out, like, talk to the client and, uh, you know, just keep 
keep everything going, keep the gigs coming in and things like that. And I, I really did everything else. I did all the lighting, I did all the camera work, I did all the post-production. So it's like everything that wasn't talking to the client and getting money from them <laughs> yeah. was, was on me. Was on you. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what it was, but I cool. mean, he was good at that and we made money and I got to play with a lot of cool that's film amazing, equipment. Yeah. So that's awesome. yeah, it was an interesting, interesting dynamic. Awesome. And how, how, at what point you, you guys got to meet each other? It was like, this story is just hilarious yeah. to me. <laughs> Less than a year ago. Uh, less than a year ago, literally, it's going to be like an, our anniversary in like a, oh, a, a, a month. I know. An when when did we? What month was that? It was that we shot 82? Was it March? It was March. Yeah. March of last um, year. Yeah. So um, it all started with this. So um, like a year ago, I spent like a whole year uh, learning, like being different positions on set. I was like, I need to get as much experience as I can. Uh, learning from directors and gaffing and ACing and, and doing stills and everything. So I spent the year before last doing that. And as rewarding as that was, by the end of the year, I didn't have anything in my portfolio. Mm. And I was like, oh man, like I can't call myself a director until I ha actually have something. And <clears throat> at that point, also I was getting to the place where before that I was mainly one man banding it for the whole time and it was fine like my stuff was good but again I knew that I had to make the jump but like mentally I just wasn't it took you know it takes a lot of time to overcome yourself and be like hey I'm actually going to reach out to people and ask them to be to help me and it's, it's just very I don't know for me it was like a very scary step to be like I'm good enough to actually reach out and say hey you want to help me on this thing yeah so anyway, so I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And that was my goal last year was to make uh, five, six projects that I'm really proud of. Uh, and I wanted to um, finally work with a team. Um, I was sick of like hauling all these C-stands all the time uh, <laughs> and editing everything and coloring everything. And just I was just exhausted and you're not getting paid for all of that as much. So I was and like, anyway, so uh, with that, I was like, I needed to something to start with. And I knew this guy, I randomly met him through a friend of ours, uh, a friend of mine. Um, he owns a gym in, uh, what's that town called? San Marcos. San Marcos, that's yeah. right. He owns this awesome gym. And it's not like um, like the fancy gym. It's more, one of those, like, it's, it's in his um, storage unit, actually, kind of similar to this, but like way wider. And um, the, the thing that was cool about his gym was, very different uh, people came to it, but it was like a community. You know, if it's like, if you go to like any, like anytime gym or whatever, anytime fitness, uh, it's just people working out by themselves. They have their headphones in, nobody talks to each other. They're yeah. just there to do yeah, their thing. But in out. him, yeah, but in his gym, people talk to each other, people support each other. And all of them were so different. Like you would have a 50 year old guy talking to this like 20 year old kid. And they're connecting and they're so different. Like, like he can be like a way Republican and this guy can be like way liberal and they can like argue, but in the, right. end of the day, they would be cool with each right. other. Yeah. It was awesome. I was like, I want to make a commercial for him. Yeah. And then you got so, Tom. <clears throat> well, well, hold on. So well, the, the model that I, that I thought about, I was like, well, I know that he doesn't have a lot of money to give me for a budget, but I was like, I need, like this year I'm investing in myself. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to, you can give me, can you give me uh, like three grand and I'll make a project that looks 20K for you. 
and just trust me with this. And like we, we talked before, so he, he had trusted me. He knew that I would uh, not compromise his vision. Anyway, so I was like, okay, three grand. I'm not getting paid, but I'm going to get a crew and I'm going to get them paid and I'm going to make the project be awesome. So, yeah, so I, um, I reached out to a DP I know uh, that I know from Chicago and he lives in Denver. I was like, dude, I'll pay for your flights. Can you just come here uh, and help me film this? He's like, I can't, but here's another guy. And um, we found that's how we found Tom. Uh, it's our friend DP who's in Chicago. He's like, he's been working, he's been uh, wanting to work on some projects. He's like, yeah, I'm game. So we got him. I was like, cool, I have a DP now. And Tom was like, um, we should get a, like, I have a cool camera, but flying with the camera, all this gear, it's too much. It's like, can we rent one? I was like, sure, here's your budget. And um, he looked at ShareGrid and we found uh, Ari Amira. <laughs> and uh, the only Ari Amira on ShareGrid. The <laughs> only Ari Amira, yeah, the only Ari. Yeah. And he was like, we should get that. And I think it was like 600 bucks or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we reached out to him. And oh. He's like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Everything's yeah. great. And then he was like, if you guys, uh, I'll give you guys a discount. I'll do it for 400 if you take me on as an AC. Yeah. I was like, Dude. perfect. Yeah. I was like, I'll give you a discount and free labor. Oh. Yeah. How's that work? Is that a good thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so oh, I was yeah. like, cool. Now I have two people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ended up with... I think there was what a total of like five of us, six. Yeah. Uh, we had me, director, UDP, or um, Tom DP, yeah. you're an AC. We had yeah. a sound person, we had a PA. Yeah, it was a nice little crew. Um, yeah, and, and that's how we met. And then what, six projects later? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're but I mean, still, still going. Yeah, yeah still going and <laughs> yeah, going strong. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, and, and the, the weird thing is, it was like my first big project. And it's it just crazy how it snowballs. Yeah, You get one person, you get another person, and the next person helps out. We ended up getting help from this amazing editor who, like, edited for, like, Google and Coca-Cola. That's awesome. Um, and he, would, he did it for, like, a fraction of the budget. Um, he got us a free studio that, that did uh, Post for Sound. And, like, it turned out amazing. And then, you know, we work together now, and we, we have a house... Um, with I live there, he lives there, and we have another DP and a photographer there, or AC. Photographer. Yeah, it's like a little film. A little <laughs> film yeah, it's a film community. Cool. But I mean, Justin, crazy. Justin, that's yeah. living there too. Yeah, yeah Justin's there. Justin yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Alexi and I, we we met each other on the shoot in March, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, I think by August we were living together. <laughs> yeah, like, we had met each other. Crazy. Like, that's literally, crazy, crazy. Like, a couple yeah, months yeah. later, we living. And between there, we yeah we filmed. Three things. Yeah. Just between, yeah, yeah March, and, fencing, March, and, March and August, yeah. A dock and then proof of concept for Leap, yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, this would be easier. <coughs> I'm tired of driving to Austin. I lived in the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just so, the yeah, it was just, it's just crazy how, like, and I've, uh, you know, I believe in, like, um, like putting out energy into the world and like putting out your wants and then universe is like, here yeah. you go. Yeah. But it's yeah. not the way you expect it to. Like, I've been wanting to, uh, to have, like, a, House DP, <laughs> like a like, like a go-to guy. Yeah, you know, like, like I've been like crime yeah, exactly. I've been oh. I've been like wanting a partner in crime for like the longest time, and then I didn't expect, and then bam, you know, yeah, got it. Yeah. So. What do you think? It's it's uh, important, you know, have a like for the director side as well as as the you know uh, cinematographer side. Why it's so important to have that relationship with mm -hmm. that director? 
uh, what's important about the relationship? Why is so important? Because you know you can work with twenty different people, but mm -hmm. it, 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 you you can you cannot connect with someone, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But why is so important? Like for example, you guys, you've been working like what for the yeah for, the, for a year now. Yeah. Yeah. And and created so much. You know? Yeah. I think you have to align creatively first. Well, of you all. have to. Well, also you have to. I don't know. the The main thing that I was looking for is I've met a lot of talented people. Uh, a lot of talented DPs, uh, and uh, unfortunately, in my experience, a lot of them are not reliable. Like they would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it." Yeah, totally. And then, and and then, then they just pans out. Or, yeah, and yeah, they just whatever. disappear, um, or they, you know, they decide to go the commercial route and and do you know all this like um, corporate work instead because it pays the bills. And like I've been wanting to find a person that is uh, driven and actually wants to do something outside of the box, you know. And that was that that's what was important for me to find the person as driven as I am, as responsible as I am, and has and that would have the same creative goals yeah. and a similar creative style. Yeah. Because we don't necessarily all the time align on style, but at least you know we know our points of contact. Yeah. Um, right. What would work yeah. have a good foundation yeah. in general to yeah. kind of build off of yeah exactly so like those things would are the most important to me yeah and and then also um being uh being very good at communication oh uh, god yeah that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's it really is no but it's it's very true because yeah. we literally have conversations like we would do like we would do a shoot and then in the drive home we would be like you know like I, I'm sorry, like I yelled there, yeah. or like I didn't do this thing, right. or like what do you think worked, what do you think didn't work, and we would literally talk it out, like oh, like in this situation, um, you know, you acted this way, and you should have acted this way, right. like this made me feel like this, this made me feel like that. Let's right. let's make it better so the next time we don't have these problems, and next time we, you know, the shoot runs smoothly, and that's very important because not a lot of people do that. Unfortunately, no, they're yeah. not willing to they just don't uh, talk about it and just hope it doesn't happen, and then it never be, and, and it never solves, and then yeah, it's never and it's right and it either. never gets solved. And like the very big part of this creative relationship that I like with Spencer is like we actually talk through the things that don't work and fix them right. and they don't happen again. Right. And it's like every shoot is just getting better and better and better. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, to compare, um, you know, even um, UT fencing yeah. to the, the last project we shot, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous just the, the amount of stress that's been taken out just because we already know what works and what doesn't and right. how we work best together. You know, yeah, it creates this like really like powerhouse dynamic because it's like a lot of times as a director, you don't necessarily work with the same DP every time. Like you don't work with the same DPs, you know, yeah. um, on every single commercial mm -hmm. that you guys do. Um, and it's it's I, I found it so fascinating how rare it is, like how consistently a DP and director will work together. Like not a lot of DP friends that I know have like their director that like they work with and do things with. And um, it's really allowed us both to be able to like push the envelope. Yeah, mm -hmm. and create like these these insane projects that look super high quality and and you know just have really high production value for not a lot of money honestly um, mm -hmm. and that's just gives us like a unique advantage over a lot of different people that are trying to do it right now you know because it's just like most most times it's just like a business relationship where it's like okay I, I worked with this DP he didn't yeah. work out so well like maybe I'll try this guy next time or this guy next time and it's like yeah. we've just been able to invest in that and actually um, you know like he said I mean just learn and grow and actually 
like think ahead of t- think ahead of each other now that we're on set. Like it's just like, oh, yeah. okay, we should do this here. Yeah, okay, we'll do that there. And then it's just like light goes there, camera goes there, boom, boom, boom. And it's also uh, like a growth is also very important important part of it for me at least. It's like um, you know we would like occasionally like once in I don't know two weeks three weeks would like we get together and like. You know, like, what are you working on? Like, what are you trying to work on right now? Yeah. You know, as a director, I'm working on this. Like, I've already learned all these things. Right. Like, this month, I'm, I want to focus on this thing. What are you working on as a DP? Right. You're working on this. Okay, let's 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 figure out a way how we can help each other so you learn and I learn. It's you a good way I mean? to push each other, too. Yeah, you know, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you should learn this and, like, keep, keep each other accountable, too. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Let's do this this month and then report back. Like, oh, well, I figured this out this month or whatever. Yeah. Can you turn those don't give me off? Don't give me the dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> my camera's on, on the laptop. My phone's on silent. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's on the laptop, yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's not <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I love Lester. Lester. This is me. Lester's fault. But, yeah, so, like, you know, like, every shoot, for example... Uh, I try to, as a director, to to push the envelope as far as like I try to work with new equipment. I try to work with as many like more more departments that I haven't worked on worked with. Um, I try to try different camera moves and and I talked to him about it. I was like, next project, I want to use this. I want to use this. Like yeah, cool. like for um, for our last project, we did Leap. is the It's a short film based on a feature film that I want to direct. Uh, in your future um, but I wanted to work with a city cam I haven't worked with a city cam before no me neither yeah and I was like hey I, like on this thing I want to make I want to work with a city cam he's like cool and then you know also like lighting setups um, we talked about you know I want you to focus on like he's great at lighting um, how would I put it um, yeah the, your lighting techniques are Badass. Yeah, oh, it looks great, man. It's simplicity. That's all. That's all. Yeah, it is. exactly. It's just like less is more. <laughs> yeah. People we talked about so this, but we, but we also talked about like he's great at lighting spaces. But now I'm like, okay, cool. Now I want you to. It would be cool if you focused on actually lighting faces. Oh and yeah, making sure and making sure rough. like we have this cool roll off. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we don't only have the the behind, but also the face. Right. And, you know, let I me mean, like stuff like simple stuff like this. Like, oh, it'd be cool if you worked on this and I work on this, right. and together mm-hmm. we create that's a project great. that allows us to both creatively progress. That's you know, awesome. yeah. nice. that's great. You guys have that. I think that's so important to yeah. both of you progress. At, you know, as like as kind of a duo. I think that's mm-hmm. so cool that you guys have that. Yeah, yeah. super rare. Very lucky. Definitely, and I think that's that's why the, like this works. And it just keeps motivating and to, to be better and do more. Yeah. So at least for me. That's amazing. And I think it, it it actually works as a team, right? Once a project comes in it on either side, it's like mm-hmm. you're already thinking how you both gonna connect and, and make it work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Totally. I mean that's just the assumption. It's like yeah, it's you get like, something, I get something. It's like yeah, all right, definitely. hey, this came in. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just exactly. the go to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that's amazing. So how how the UT fencing project came in? Oh, that's <laughs> UT, you. UT fencing was <laughs> hilarious. Um, so I my brother uh, competes in the UTSA fencing team, and they had a competition at the UT campus. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll bring my I'll bring my Amira. Like I'll get some cool slow mo footage of you guys, and like make a little video for you guys. You know, something to do for my brother. Um, so I'm at this competition running around with my camera and everybody of course is like infatuated with this, yeah, this, <laughs> this massive camera running around. 
Um, and uh, I end up talking to the captain of the UT fencing team. Um, and he walks up to me. He's like, hey, can we can we pay you like, you know, a couple hundred bucks to like hang out and like film our, our final for us? Like, will you, will you stick around and, and film it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so I stick around and I do that. And um, I end up connecting with them. I'm like, hey, like, can we, we should do like a project together sometime. Like, it'd be great to do like, um, Alexi and I started off pitching a documentary for them. We're like, Hey, um, if you guys have any kind of budget, you know, I was like, we don't need much to work with. Like that would be a great opportunity for us to have to work with the brand, like a serious brand like UT. Um, and the guy comes back to me and he's like, yeah, we have no money, no money at all. I was like, okay, great. We'll make a spec. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We'll make a 60. Um, I mean, that's how it came in. Literally, it was just uh, I was just filming my brother's fencing competition and then ended up connecting with the captain of the UT fencing team. And um, we cut out a little sliver of time for us to um, go down there and actually shoot. Um, and we it was so funny because um, the I can't remember I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like reaching out to all the other members, like trying to get we just needed one more person for the spec mm-hmm. that he could fence against. And mm-hmm. it was like so difficult to get somebody. And eventually we got one kid that like had this window of time. We had like three or four hours with him before mm-hmm. he had to go back to class or something. Oh, um, and they, they all like underestimated the like how badass this video would actually end up turning out to be. They're like, oh, some, like, some, oh some, no, I should have done that. I know <laughs> so many people were like, I can't believe I missed it. You didn't say it was going to be like this. What, what the hell? Well, it's crazy. It's like all, the, a lot of people just think, you know, like it's going to be this small thing. It's going to be probably yeah. filmed on a, like a small DSLR. Yeah. It's just, yeah. We're making a video. Oh, yeah. sure. But no, it looks, looks yeah, very good. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah, we did it for no money. I mean, it was literally mm. me, him and one like PA, PA yeah. that did some BTS and like ran lights around. And mm. But I think it's one of those projects that you put your heart in, your heart and, and uh, all your best effort into it. That those kind of projects are the ones that get you the oh, bigger. Oh, they got us so oh, many yeah. gigs. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like spec work, it's it's like, it, that's it. It's huge. Well, what's great about it is like we have full creative control. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I love. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, if they come back and they're like, oh, we don't like this. We don't like it. I'm like, it's well, free. So yeah. <laughs> what do you want? You have no say. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they didn't have any, any creative input whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had full control over everything. So, yeah, that's awesome. um, and being able to make something that looks that artsy and that, you know, gritty and, yeah. and dark um what was what was their feedback when when they watched it i mean they were blown away they were yeah they were blown away literally stunned. um yeah overwhelmed honestly mm-hmm. um the entire team on instagram like you can read through all the comments of when they posted i mean it's just That's these guys lost their minds how long yeah. did you guys shoot it in you, was it, it was just one day it was just it was literally one day, one day. i yeah. mean we had what like a week week and a half of pre-production yeah i mean we went on location and i usually like to go on location and like uh pre yeah, we scouted for because, sure. Because yeah, I learned you don't even that. You know what you're gonna get. When yeah. Show off. You're like, yeah. what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. yeah we came there I think a couple of times to check. Uh, cool. Yeah, do some previous shot shots definitely. But yeah, it turned out really well. Yeah. Really well. But I mean, and again, got us so many so many opportunities because of yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, and it's crazy how the projects that you do yourself for like no money are like the most amazing things on your, yeah, they, they, some, yeah, they, yeah. most of the time they end up the most amazing things on your yeah, yeah, It's crazy. That's my experience as well. Yeah. It's like the, the stuff that I've done for, uh, not even to, cause you, you met people in the way, right? And, and you met someone that, oh man, this could be like a nice documentary piece or stuff like that. So, and you jump into it and, and the results give you, uh, 
not a monetary financial reward, but it allows you to 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 get bigger things, you know, mm -hmm. along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, specs are super important. The way for everything. Oh else. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've gotten more paid work from that. Just that. Just literally UT fencing than any, anything else I've ever done. Actually, I mean, pretty fast. I yeah, mean, really. You got really, it within like two or three weeks. Yeah, really quickly. I mean, <laughs> can, um, you, can you walk me through through the process, uh, the thought process, or or how you came up with the idea? of you know the shots and everything for that specific one or in general yeah I, for that one for yeah. that for that specific one uh for me personally it always has to have a story um i'm a like any commercial i do um i do narrative narrative um storytelling yeah so it has to have a story and i knew like i knew it was going to have to look cool um but again i wanted a story so it all started there Uh, and I literally, we had the captain, and then once we had the second guy, uh, I was hanging out at the um, the practice, uh, and then I get to talk to the captain of the team, and I just kind of ask him questions. It's literally what I do for everything. Uh, for the main subject of the story, I literally like spend an hour with them talking about like what is it like how long have they been doing it why do they like it why do they love it like what's the thing like so i sat down with him yeah for like 45 minutes and we just chatted and um in there i just pulled a quick piece of information that like sometimes they would um go at like five or six in the morning just to practice with each other Wow. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. Or like they would go there at like 11 p.m., like all after classes, nobody's there, and it's just the two of them. I was like, ooh, that's cool. And I kind of remembered, uh, I used to wrestle for like 10 years in high school, and we would do the same thing where we would go practice like before a districts or regionals or something, and uh, we would have, for example, like we would have a competition on Saturday, and on, on Friday morning before school, It would be me, another person, the coach, and we would, because we were in the same weight class, we would battle each other who would go to the competition the next day. And I connected the two. I was like, have you guys ever done this? And they're like, yeah. I was like, that's what I want to do, you know. Uh, and that's how, like, the concept was kind of clicked in my head. I was like, okay, this is the story. I think I can tell it really simply in 60 seconds. Mm. It's literally just two guys uh, battling for the spot on the team to mm. go to the competition. That's it. Uh, and then after that, it's, I mean, uh, every time I do storyboarding, so I did the storyboard and then we went to the location. I did some previs, uh, I talked to Spencer as far as like, uh, lighting decisions that I wanted to do. We talked references, um, yeah, references were huge. Yeah. References were huge. We found, um, this cool fencing Russian movie. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we, we tried to look up like different uh things for inspiration it's like there's not a lot of cool fencing videos <laughs> yeah. on the internet like we we scoured youtube that was and, definitely and the best i've seen though. i mean yeah. we could only find like one like nikon piece or something that they mm -hmm. did in like a some big uh like hangar bay or something mm -hmm. um and it looked gorgeous it was cool but it wasn't really it wasn't what we were looking for, for like no. lighting wise it was very similar to what I wanted, yeah. but, but as far as movement and style and yeah. feel, it wasn't it wasn't at all. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. like I, I still like I speak Ukrainian and Russian all the time, and I still follow both those cultures. So I follow a lot of really good Ukrainian and Russian DPs. Um, and then, yeah, I stumbled on this feature film. 
Russian feature film. Yeah. And they they did amazing shots. I was like, this is how I want this to feel. Right. This is how cool. I want this. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only thing that we could really find. Like even yeah. American, there's not even like great American fencing films either. Like this was the yeah. only thing that we could find. Yeah. And of course, like, yeah, Ukrainian and Russian DPs are just like on another level. I mm -hmm. mean, the, some of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. Um, yeah. And they just had such incredible like camera movement. And I mean, I must have watched that movie five times before we shot. You what know. was the name of it? God, what was the remember? name of it? It's a Russian name. I'll have to, I'll, I'll send you a link. We'll, 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 link, we'll link it. Yeah, yeah. we'll link it yeah. in, uh, in the <laughs> thing. But, um, I mean, it's the only one you'll find. Like just type in like Russian yeah. fencing movie. It'll <laughs> pop up. Yeah. It was one word, but whatever it was. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. The cinematography but anyway, but awesome. yeah. So, um, so yeah, we did visual references and like movement references. Cause I, uh, as far as visual references, I have my own style that I do things on. I really love uh, gritty um, aesthetic. Yeah. For most of the stuff that I do. Dark. Dark, dark, yeah. dark gritty, moody. Darker. Yeah. <laughs> More contrast. Can we make this darker? Yeah. Add another ND. Yeah. More ND. <laughs> and I'm literally, I can't wait till I can shoot on film um, to even throw that on there. <laughs> Go for it. Um, but anyway, um, so I know as far as the aesthetic, I had this in my mind that was very separate. But as far as the movement, those are the references. Cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just checked the, uh, we did some previous stuff. We checked the shots and how they were going to work. Um, and we tested the lighting in the, in the gym and what we can turn on, turn off. And yeah, that's as far as the concepts for that one. Cool. Again, and, uh, <clears throat> did you work in a shot list in a previous shot list, or did you do you a, you a, a board, storyboard? Right? Yeah, I had a storyboard. So uh, I haven't done this in a while, but I at that point I worked with um, what is that program? Milanote. Milanote. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Milanote was a great thing because it's just it's a really nice, cool thing <laughs> sponsored by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Coming uh, soon. Yeah. The logo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but I, I really love how you can put images there. You can put videos there. It's a board where you can move things around. Uh, but yeah, I would literally. So I usually scribble in my notebook. And then sometimes I scan it and put it there. And then sometimes I literally go through shot deck. Shot deck is another really yeah, cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go through shot deck and literally try to find the exact like movement or lighting right. and, and go shot by shot by shot by shot by shot. So what's funny is that like we we also went through shot deck mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, God, we can't find any videos. And I'm like, well, shot deck has to have something. And we type in fencing on shot deck. And it's like nothing pops up. Really? <laughs> nothing. Yeah. So all. literally we just did like, screenshots. Wanted, we just literally did yeah. screenshots of that movie. Oh, yeah. We just uh, we built our own. Yeah. Shot put, and put it in the middle. Cool. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all we had to go off of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just pick this movie apart. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about lightning? Like how um, do you know what kind of lightning? I mean, yeah, the, the thing is, is like the practicals in there were actually really good. We got really lucky with that. So it's like when you go in this big, this massive gym and you turn off all the lights, the these two lights stay on near each of the exits. Okay. These like big pools of light basically near the exits. And that actually looked really aesthetic. We're like, okay. They give a lot of getting, depth. Yeah. Like we yeah. got, we got really lucky from there. And then there's this like back room where they do all the like repair and mm -hmm. they keep all the gear and everything. And they had some like practical fluorescence in there that just looked great. Like we didn't have to do anything for mm -hmm. it. Um, and then when it came to the actual gym, we added, uh, we worked with like four or five Pavo tubes. Six. Six Pavo tubes? Six Pavo tubes. A lot of Pavo yeah. tubes. A lot of Pavo tubes. Big <laughs> Pavo tubes. And it was, it but was I mean, that was the only, those were the only lights we brought. It was just the Pavo tubes. Wow. Okay, yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah. we had um, the main, the main like setting where the two of them are fighting. We just put like three up on the wall above them and just yeah. had them backlit by this massive beam of uh, like 5,500 Kelvin. 
And then we just put one on the other side of the room to just kind of like fill a little bit more. And then we had this last one left that would just kind of roam around and put where we needed to. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was just Pava tubes. It was just a bunch of Pava tubes. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Just gaffed it up to the wall. And I mean, that was it. Yeah. Do you want to pull up those those frames that we had and we can yeah, kind of talk through those? Yeah. We so yeah, we, we went through and, and kind of dissected this and found three different frames. I think at least two of them are more or less what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. We can kind of throw them up on the TV yeah. and, cool. and talk through. I think that's if that's still an option. That's a, I Mom, just, I made that's it. So funny. I just broke this <laughs> down with Angel. <laughs> yeah, I think the first one was six. Yeah, the first frame was the third, actually. Yeah, that, that was one. We can throw a still on screen here. Yeah. Oh God! I spent so many hours editing this thing. It's like we do we do all our own posts too. So it's like we do I do all of the coloring. I do all the post. I mean, we do post together, but it's like the color on this took me. What about there? Like forever. It's just ambient light. That's just yeah. This is just practical. Yeah, just literally putting him in the spot where he's backlit. It's just very simple. Because we we shot. I had him. I had him go this way, and I had him go the other way. And just front lid on the other side, right? Yeah, and I was like, it that looks yeah, I th- yeah, I think both yeah. of us were just like... I mean, what we like the most about this, though, if you can go back, is like this like shadow that is like cast of like his movement. It just makes him like this yeah. massive shadow of him mm-hmm. coming down the bridge was just great. Um, and then it happened to have a like a lamp also on the bridge. So mm-hmm. it's like he could still be like not a silhouette, um, but it's literally yeah. just a massive like soccer field or lacrosse field where guys are practicing and just these mm-hmm. big floodlights are lighting him. Yeah, the shadow looks amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Did you guys scout that spot too at night yeah. just to check out lighting and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. I mean, I think we had like two or three bridges picked out that mm-hmm. we were thinking about. And then this yeah, one we was- had, yeah, we'll, I think we had like two buildings, like two or three bridges, and we ended up, yeah, just using yeah, that two out easy. of like five locations yeah. outside. Yeah. Cool. I love that you can actually see the, the UT logo in the back. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Great. That's amazing. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we got lucky yeah, with yeah, that. Sure like that. Mm-hmm. Was this was this all natural or practical? All, yeah, every, everything outside is natural. Really? I mean, the, the thing is, there's like, like maybe something on the left there. I mean, what's funny is like we didn't have permission from the University of Texas. <laughs> like he didn't ask the university if we could do this or not. Yeah, so it's like pop in there, literally right? we're just stealing shots. Like anything that was outside of the actual facility, yeah. we're just like quickly stealing shots. So no, this but is all But I think again, like shooting in spaces like this, you just have to uh, know the fundamentals. It's like yeah. you want to be backlit. Yeah. You, yeah. you know. Yeah. But we did. I think. Uh, the color temperature in this, we definitely yeah, I think pretty blue. That's part of the magic, right? Color exactly. grading, it's exactly. Like, yeah, that was makes yeah. it makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah, I mean, the edit for this only took like maybe twenty hours or so for us to actually pick out like the the pacing mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then the actual grade itself, I I could have easily put eighty hours into. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent two weeks straight, eight hours a day, every day. Dude, just it took us like two and a half hours to pick the song. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. It was like the most. Oh, that's I hate. Yeah, I hate. It is that. It makes everything easier. Yeah, I, re- I remember yeah. we're scrolling on Artlist and we we went through like four Sponsored different by. websites. Sponsored yeah, by. yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, we've been going like scrolling for like two and a half hours, and we're just like we're about to call it quits. And I finally found. I was like, dude, I think this is it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's like when you find that thing, and then pacing yeah. the edit to that was was you know piece of cake. Mm-hmm. But the color on this is like we we still get big ups for the color on this. Like people mm-hmm. still like colorists on Instagram will DM me and be like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was like, "What oh, about this shot? This shot it looks so 
amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's like this shows you how the practical worked that was in there. These like massive mm-hmm. overhead floodlights that they had. And so when you turn all those off, like this corner, the corner lights are still going to stay on. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the practical. So that's, that's just the practical. Yeah. Literally wow. the one that's on the left is just the practical. And then on the right, it's just like, up. yeah, we just had a tube, the one tube that was like floating around. And cool. I mean, that was literally it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love the kind of reflection Mm-hmm. Kind of feel that it throws in the on the wall. like the breakup of the light. It's not just like even, you know. It's like mm-hmm. there's kind of those little yeah. strips, I guess. Which oh, is we got cool. yeah, we just got super lucky. Honestly. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> not my I mean, like, honestly, great. Yeah, it's so crazy when you start these, these things out and you're like, I want lights, more lights. I want more yeah. setups. I want yeah. like, yeah, yeah. and then as it with experience, you're like, I really don't need all that. Like, it's just about utilizing the space that you have and adding yeah. the things that are necessary, but right. no more than that. Right. So practicals can be your best friend. Yeah. But again, I mean, here you can see the three yeah, tubes this, this that we like have on the, the wall one that we were trying to mm-hmm. pick apart, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, this is just, we have three tubes on the wall, um, just kind of backlighting them. And then on the other side behind camera is just, I think we, we I would think, just I have think one there was or two, two, two. Or something for Phil. Yeah. Two, just yeah. to fill in. Um, and we were shooting at different, uh, speeds too. So it's like, we would go up to like 120 sometimes, um, and we just like crank those suckers up. We just like crank them all the way up to just get as much light on there as we could. Man, yeah. we got so lucky to, we, we got done as, uh, I think two tubes died. Oh really? Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. kept dying on us. <laughs> oh, no. Man. And we would, we would click quickly run over and charge them up real fast. And yeah, yeah the, they were kind of a nightmare to work with. But yeah, these are, these are all just the tubes. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's super simple. Do we have another shot on there or that all, was that all three? I think that I think the that next it, right? topic, it was to edit. Like you, you edit this That's one down, right? Yeah. Well, we edit together. I mean, like he's, um, he is the quickest on the computer. So right. like if it, I remember the first time we sat down <laughs> to edit this and I was like, dude, can I just like yeah, start? Yeah, let me try. Let me. Like, can I try and start the edit? And I started doing this. I was like. It's like it's like trail. those people who type with their fingers. Yeah, you know, yeah get like out of the way. Just let me do this. Yeah. This literally what he did was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Get out, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he's he's just really fast. He's yeah. just so fast. How long it took you like to get to to this level of editing level that you are right now? Of editing, I mean, yeah. what's uh, I mean, this kind of goes back to the school that I went to uh, when I was in high school. Was they taught Final Cut Pro? Mm-hmm. Um, and the teacher that I had there was a certified uh, like Apple uh, instructor. So we were actually able to get certified in Final Cut Pro through Apple. Wow. Um, and I did that when I was 15, I think. Like before I could drive a car, I was certified by Apple in Final Cut Pro. <laughs> so it's like awesome. I'm 25 now. So I've been cutting on Final Cut for a decade. Um, so I mean, literally, I've just been doing it for so He's long. He's just lightning fast. And it's like, it's hilarious how when we're editing, I was like, can you do? I was like, yeah, I know what you do. I, I know what you want. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just done. Yeah. yeah. It's just time. Like I can't, I can't switch editors. Like there's no way I'm never going to premiere. I'm never going to DaVinci or yeah, like, I'm making the switch to DaVinci just for color now. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's As a director, I've been editing on everything. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> it's like you have, cause like uh, sometimes I work for the project that he was seeing on. I had a editor who was editing on I think DaVinci says like you have to edit on all these different things and I'm just like <sighs> no. we all yeah. just pick one no I refuse <laughs> yeah. I refuse no Final Cut's great, no, no, it's I, great. Like, I love, I love it I love it I mean yeah 
I, I mean, it gets it. flack I, all the time. Like people bully Final Cut all the time, but I mean, it's I think yeah, it, they I think it's it the job done. Yeah, Premiere gets more shit mm-hmm. now. Like everyone hates Premiere. Everyone's leaving for like mainly DaVinci. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It yeah. crashes all the time. Colors shit, and it's just. I yeah. my experience with Final Cut it was it. I mean, with Premiere is that it has so much shit on it that I'm not gonna use. Mm-hmm. It's like right. it's like I don't know. Um, and it's great for people that are, you know, it's into VFX or stuff like that. But I just want to put a video together right. and, and, cre- and tell a story, you know. Right. And, and Final Cut, I found Final Cut very used to, very easy to use. It's just yeah. the quickest way to do yeah. it. Like when you look at Premiere, it's like a baby version of Avid, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, uh, the layouts, the UI is not very like intuitive. It's not very like large icons and, and very easy to like locate things. It's very technical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and if that's not your your vibe, like if you're just a very visual person, which like SDPs, yeah. like that's that's what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, Final Cut's perfect for that. There's no like like magnetic timeline or anything like that. I keep like, thinking like th- this guy he uh, he gives me shit for using uh, Google Maps because he's like just use Apple Maps. Yeah. So it just looks so much better. It's I was the like, UI. It does look way better. It's the UI, man. I'm telling you. I agree. Um, no, but uh, yeah, no. Final Cut's Final Cut's great, especially if you're like you're a Mac user, which you know most most people are at this oh, point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's just lightning fast. I mean, mm-hmm. I color in Final Cut too. Like, I colored all of this in Final Cut. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's just like four or five adjustment layers yeah. um, on top of the clips, and that's it. Yeah, that's I think awesome. that's one of the of the reasons why um, it helps me. I, I mean, sometimes I direct right, and I can have a, a DP and everything, but but I'm. I'm I'm very familiar with how the story is going to be told. So by the time I'm sitting on the chair and putting everything together, Final Cut, it's it's a software that actually, you know, sponsored by. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> we have like five of these now? Yeah, we have like six sponsors now. Yeah, for real. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it makes my work easier in pose, uh, not having to deal with, with stuff that I'm, that I'm not going to use. Like, mm. like, I don't know, like 300 things in the menu or stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's just... Very straightforward. Yeah, drag and drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So tell me, tell me about the lenses that you that you chose to to, to use in this piece. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have much of a choice. Like, <laughs> uh, this is what we had. So. Yeah, this is what we had. Um, so I mean, uh, the lenses I have with the Amira are the uh, Sigma Cine zooms. Um, they're just rehouse uh, Sigma art lenses, like the still lenses. Um, so I have the eighteen to thirty five, and then the fifty to one hundred, and they're both T two. But um, yeah, my experience with the Sigma, at least with the Sigma art lenses, because um, uh, I do portrait photography. Right. I've done it, I've done it for years now, and uh, the Sigma art fifty millimeters lens, it's beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. It's amazing. All the sharp shots that you could see on my Instagram, everything is with the fifty millimeters. Right. So I know for a fact that the the Cine lenses might be sharp as hell. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're great. They're perfect. I mean, they're they're really fast too for being mm-hmm. zooms. I mean, they came out in like gosh, like 2017, 16, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I bought them. We got them brand new with the old partner that I'd worked with. So it's like I've been shooting on these lenses for like oh, wow, for like man. five years now, maybe cool. or so. Um, it's like what, like eighty percent of your work or. Oh yeah, I would say yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's starting to change, I think, because uh, we yeah, we're shot, switching up. Yeah, we shot leap on. We shot leap on um, uh, Zeiss Super Speeds uh, yes. Mark ones, mm. um, and those are those are incredible. Uh, kind of really opened my eyes up to like, oh man, now oh, I have God, to start so much out there. <laughs> I have to start yeah, and more he lenses. just got uh, an anamorphic as well. So. Yeah, I just bought my first anamorphic lens. Cool. Um, and anamorphic's cool too. What'd but you get? 
Uh, I got a Great Joy uh, 50 millimeter, which sounds like a janky brand or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it's not like Orion's or anything. Like, <laughs> nobody's like, ever heard of it. Like ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, this has to be the name. It could be anything different. Um, but it's a great lens. I mean, it's only, it was only like 15, 1600 bucks. Wow. Um, and it's pretty quick. I think it's like a 2.3 or a 2.8. Um, and the minimum focus is good and the breathing's not terrible and, um, but I love it because, uh, the great joys you can get different, uh, lens coatings. So it's like, I got an amber coating for mine because, uh, most anamorphics have this like horrendous blue flaring that just comes out of nowhere. I mean, I was looking at the Orions for a long time and I just hated all the test footage of it because as soon as it touched light, the whole the whole frame is just blue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why would you want this? Why would you possibly want this? Um, or yeah, I mean, it depends on what movie you're making. Yeah. Um, but um, so, in what in what project will you use the the anamorphic lens? Um, so I don't think it's too uh, popular in commercial work, right? No, or, no. I mean, you're yeah, such more a, of a like. Like movies, yeah, more of shorts. a narrative. Yeah, no, definitely a narrative thing. Um, I mean, the problem is like that it's just such so little of the screen. You could have shot um, abduction with it. I think that would have looked cool. I didn't have it then. I didn't. No, I mean, are you saying like but he's talking about the project in, that could yeah. be done with it? No, no, uh, yeah, like he shot this um, cool. project uh, with another director uh, about yeah Ray Malik. Um, we shot a short film over the summer. <clears throat> It was about an alien abduction, essentially, but it's like that would be that would have been the perfect project for it. Mm -hmm. It's like this otherworldly, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like total separation from reality. Um, yeah. That's that's something that. And there were for. actually some flares that could have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally useful in yeah. like those situations. Yeah. Anything outside of that, I don't really see it useful for narrative work. I mean, you'll see like car commercials use it sometimes, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, but. Um, no, I haven't really successfully pitched anamorphic, I guess, in like a commercial yeah. setting. What about, I know you're a fan of the FT, uh, oh, the Canada spherical FTs. lenses. Yeah. Yeah. The sphericals. Um, no, those are great. I'm, I'm like deciding which like prime set I want to build because it's like, I've been stuck with these zooms for a long time and they're great. And they, they, they work me, you, you know, they work really well for the me. Job. But it's like every every DP eventually has to start building their prime set, um, and I'm very jealous of Justin's super speeds. Like they're incredible. <laughs> they're um, very good. so much character. Yeah, insane lenses. Um, and I'm like, I want a set of vintage primes. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. So I'm like torn between the uh, Cook Speed Pancros or the Canon FDs, like the dream set. But it's like both of them are just gonna yeah. run you dry. Yeah. I mean, by the time you build the dream set uh, of Canon FDs, you're talking about like thirty, forty grand. You know, for for four of them maybe if you're yeah. lucky yeah. um it's the same thing with the cook speed pancros but um no the fds are incredible oh they're so good i would <laughs> love to get a set of like a tls rehoused that's like the dream yeah you know it's one it's one of those uh lenses that you can use in whatever right it's like commercial it can be short it can be yeah i mean because they're spherical like they definitely give you more information on the screen so it's like And it just has this like dreamy quality to it, but it's not quite yeah. so extreme that it's like, okay, that's like a look that you would have to have for some things. Um, no, I mean, they're, they're perfect lenses. Um, they're definitely more like dreamy, mm -hmm. you could say, you know, um, like, like uh, probably my favorite film of all time, Her. They used Canon FDs. Oh, <laughs> they used they used they shot it on Canon FDs and uh, Cook Speed Pancros wow. because it has that like dreamy mm -hmm. quality to it. 
Um, and you, I mean, you don't see them used super often in a lot of films, uh, but that's like a perfect example of where mm. that makes sense. Where, yeah. What yeah. do you think about the Leica R's? I don't know. I don't know a lot about them. I'll be honest. I haven't I looked. I haven't looked. I know they're expensive. They become very popular. Don't, uh, don't you yeah, think? Don't it's like I've seen. I follow certain cinematographers on, on Vimeo, and all of them have at least one or two videos shot on, on like ours. I mean, right. it looks great, but I, 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 I feel they they look incredible for for I don't know what, documentary stuff. I don't know why, but. Uh, and I've seen it in commercials, but it's one of those commercials that look like a documentary. Like uh, they have like an interview here, interview there, and then like a B-roll or something. But um, Like a branded doc. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. But I think they look incredible as well. It's like vintage look. It has like a, you know, more like filmic quality to yeah. it. Yeah. It's not quite as like perfectly sharp as exactly, like yeah. my Sigmas or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I think they look fine. Or I mean, my like, size. I think yeah. it's all about the editing. I mean, like yeah. in this video, you couldn't tell that you shot it on them. No, I think. no. Yeah. Um, you know? yeah, it's definitely what you do in post with them. I mean, I think that's what's so great about the Sigmas, honestly, is that like I start with a blank slate. Like nothing's really and baked you can in. do whatever you want later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my that's my experience with the size because I have the size autos. Those are photography lenses, but they're they're incredibly sharp. Yeah, I love that, and I uh, I try to shoot most. Uh, I try I kind of use them for everything right now, like uh, uh, commercial stuff, and I like the the aspect of it. That in post, I can you know throw some grain or whatever, and and it looks different. Yeah, but you still have that range of having a sharp image. Right and kind of just reduce the quality. Right, of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's like if you in camera like chose your sharpness or your saturation or something. Yeah. Like, it's like that's baked in now. Yeah, it's yeah. like mm -hmm. that's just there. Just turn it down. Yeah, do yeah. Later. Right, <laughs> but starting with a clean slate is yeah, definitely exactly. a, it's 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 worked yeah. out. It's worked out well. Have you seen those the new Orions or the new Atlas? I guess they're the Mercury. It's like this like silver yeah, set or something like, like that. I think they're more affordable. Yeah, they're only like there's six a piece. As right, opposed to the, I think the other ones are like ten or fifteen. So I was yeah. looking at those, but I think the flares are a little bit more under control. Yeah. So yeah. I was looking at those, and I was like, ah, oh, man, because the Orions are great, but yeah, I agree with the uh, the flares are it's a just lot excessive. Sometimes. Like <laughs> I'll be watching a movie and immediately like, like geez, like, okay, uh, these All are. Right. Turned, I know those yeah. headlights are cool, but yeah, I'd yeah. like to see what's happening in the yeah. film. That'd be cool. <laughs> so like, if I could just see the character, that'd yeah. be nice. That's a lot. Or yeah. Really. Um, no, I saw some test footage on them recently, and and they're they're impressive. But I still think uh, for the price, like that's just I don't know. Like yeah, lots the great joy is just like this hidden little gem that like like nobody knows about. Yeah. You know, every time I bring it up, they like nobody's ever heard of it. I mean, I didn't know about it until Tom, uh, the DP mm -hmm. we worked with on the ADT piece, was uh, you know like, dude, check these out. They're great. Whatever, fifteen hundred bucks. I was like, oh, that's a lot more affordable than thirty grand for yeah, an for a real. set of Orions. Like that makes sense. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I love those. I love the. I love the Great Joy. You know, you can get the whole. You can get the whole set for forty five hundred dollars. I mean, that's that's still cheaper than one. Orion. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, the only thing uh, I think you're really getting out of the Orion is like, yeah, maybe a little bit sharper. It may have a little less distortion. Maybe a little bit faster. But it's like, is it? You know, five times faster. Is it five times less distortion? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't think so. I don't know. So, uh, what do you think is your most rewarding experience <laughs> or project? Or yeah, it can be on set, out, off set. Literally, I mean, we, we just did it in December. 
Uh, we shot The Leap, which is, uh, again, the short film based on the feature that I want to do. Uh, and it's the biggest project that I've done so far. Uh, we've done, we did, we had 26 people on set. Um, like, I think like 11 actors and the rest was crew. Yeah. Uh, it was a two day shoot, but we had one, two, three, three or four locations. Three locations, I think. Three locations, yeah. yeah. One of them was here. Oh, that's right. Thanks oh, yeah, listening. four locations. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, a very gracious host. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you will be in the credits. Thank you, Still Studios. Um, um, but yeah, literally, um, that was like the most rewarding thing when you finally get to the point where you're confident enough into in, in what you're doing. You, It's just like to see something you've written, something like you came up with as a, just an idea, and then you wrote it, and then you worked on it for such a long time. And then, you know, you got the team for it and the team is perfect. And you're literally doing it on the spot. It's just like a dream come true, literally. I think that was like the most, the most rewarding thing for me. We just, when everything aligns, when you're ready for it and it's ready for you. Yeah. And those things align. That was the most rewarding thing for me. And yeah. to, to see your, your creation right there. <laughs> yeah. So what a yeah. long process though. Like, have you guys cut that mm-hmm. and everything yet? Or is we it? have a, we have a cut now. Cool. Yeah. We were really close to picture lock. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it'll, we're sending it to people right now to check out and get some feedback. Uh, probably we'll do another like four or five sessions. Yeah. Um, and we still then, have to do sound and color. Yeah. Small things. No, very small thing. Yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing big. Nothing yeah, but it's. Crazy. I mean, it, and it's a beast. I mean, like, for, like I said, for me, it's it's coming out to sixteen minutes. Yeah, and again, it's just a lot of. Um, there's one scene with, I think, eight, ten actors. Yeah, so it's just like, it's a lot of a lot to manage in a scene. You know what I mean? Directing wise and and editing wise as well. Yeah. For it all to make sense, for all the angles to make sense, for the story to have enough breath but not to be too boring and stuff like that. So it's, it just takes some time. Yeah. But yeah. Massive undertaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at something like UT fencing, which is just a 60 second spot. And then, yeah. you know, going up to 16 minutes is like, yeah. Massive. But it's crazy though. Um, how, you know, like the more experience you have, like we, th- we did the uh, leap short film. I produced it in two weeks and did all the pre-production in two weeks. Cause yeah. I, I went on, two features before that and I was gone for three months and I came back and I realized this is the only window of time that I have to shoot this right. because after it I'm not going to have time and I was like well we're, we got to do it right yeah. now and it's crazy like with more experience you like I don't know a year ago I wouldn't have I was like you're crazy I'm not I'm not pulling this off in two weeks yeah. and then you know to be able to finally do it and be ready for it just yeah was yeah, that all self-funded or did you get, you guys have investors? Or we did. You- so we did a crowdfunding. Yeah. Uh, we did which, a Seed and Spark campaign. Yeah. Which turned out to be essentially just, I mean. Seed and Spark's cool, but it, it's, it's like. It's cool. But what's it called? I don't think I've heard of it. Seed and Spark. Okay. Um, it's just like you have these ideas of, you because know, you think like, oh, I'm going to put this on a crowdfunding campaign and people are just going to go there and donate money. Right. It'll get tra- in, traffic somehow. Yeah. And in reality. Maybe like two percent of those people donated money. Yeah, everything else is literally you asking your friends, family, coworkers, yeah. people that ninety-eight percent yeah. of it is begging your friends for money. Yeah, ninety-five. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. even say yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it was it was crowdfunded. 
Um, we got like 70% of the, the budget that we wanted originally to have. Cool. But I mean, still pulled it off. Still yeah. looks great. Awesome. Our goal, so. I think, was 11,000. Mm, well, our goal was 15 grand. Yeah. Um, that quickly to deteriorated. Get, to, yeah, to get greenlit, uh, it was like, 11 something right mm. um and yeah and we i think got a little bit more than eight grand yeah yeah but again we made it work so that's, i mean that's amazing that you guys made it work for 11 grand you know for, yeah for that much i mean it's a it was a two-day job right yeah two-day shooting two i mean so many people 20 people or yeah whatever. i mean the steady yeah. operator was like the most expensive mm-hmm. thing and we knew that too it was like yeah. you know operators are not going to show up for hey like i got an ikea coupon and three hundred dollars <laughs> like yeah. please come work on my short film like yeah, yeah. but um, again we got really lucky that a lot of people just wanted to help cool. you know we paid i mean like on all of these jobs like i i want to make sure i i, I pay people yeah. uh, but it just like sometimes it's just like there's no money in the budget and like mm-hmm. and just say hey if you want to help and you're willing to donate your time to this you know yeah. that's great but but you know it's always great that there's people willing to you know mm-hmm. uh, help out and and, mm-hmm. and sometimes at least that was my experience when i was studying uh i prefer to gain experience more than uh you know, hundred mm-hmm. bucks in the pocket. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah I exactly. mean, we had some incredible PAs that worked with mm-hmm. us. We had, we had incredible PAs that worked with us when we shot the proof of concepts like three mm-hmm. months earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many awesome, uh, like hungry people that we know in this town that are just like, yeah. they're just, their work ethics insane. Like, I mean, give mm-hmm. people an opportunity and, yeah. um, yeah, we got super lucky with the people that we know, honestly. Mm-hmm really hungry people that's mm-hmm. awesome and lester letting us use his space for free <laughs> that's right that's right i Having mean literally like uh, literally helps. our final scene is is at your location yeah yeah that's Shots awesome like i just i just recorded yesterday yeah i just <laughs> recorded yesterday yeah. So. 10 feet that way yeah. yeah man no i'm 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 happy you know to to help out you know and and i will continue to do it to whoever uh needed and if i can you know <laughs> I'm an open book. I'm an open door, you know. Um, and I love to be, uh, in, you know, somehow involved in, in 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 providing something that will help create something good. Right? Yeah, and so for the community, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why I love Austin so much. Oh, yeah. I think it's just it's a really nice communal space. Yeah, where people like support each other, and it's like it's it, like literally we have like a group of friends where. Uh, we've all worked and helped each other on different things. And when a paid gig comes, we're like, oh, get that's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. He's great. And that's literally what we do yeah. for each other all the time. So, but yeah. Your rewarding you? thing. Yeah. Well, um, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, no. What about you? Your most oh, rewarding Most experience. rewarding experience. Um, before, besides meeting me. Besides and getting all the lenses <laughs> and all the gear. Literally rewarding thing. Um, <laughs> what would I say? Um, I just got that. The most, I mean, the most rewarding experience, I think, was uh, I did my first feature as a director of photography at the end of last year. And I mean, that was incredible. That was just, um, there's nothing, there's nothing quite like um, pushing on, you know, full I, blast for 12 hours a day for six days in a row. Yeah. And then you do that for three weeks. And I remember we were sitting at a, at a, 
I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but we were sitting talking about it. Like, Wasn't that Little Wood, Little, Little Wood Rose? Is that? Yeah. That was like right before you took remember? off. Remember? Right, I think. Yeah. It was oh, like. Oh, yeah, for your birthday. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your birthday. Yeah. yeah. For my 22nd that. birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> not a day over 22. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember yeah. you were very excited about it. Yeah, it's awesome. Slightly terrified, but mostly excited. Yeah. Um, That's good to have both, I think. No, I mean, being scared means that you care, honestly. Yeah. Like, if you're overly confident and you're just like, oh, no, I got this. Like, it's not a big deal. If yeah. you just brush it off. Like, I also think that means you're not growing, too. No, exactly. There's been oh, so yeah. many projects where I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you go into and you're you're anxious and whatnot. You're like, oh, well, but that's because I haven't done this before. I've yeah. learned so much. And then if after a while you do that same kind of stuff over and over and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got this. And then you're just doing the same thing every time mm-hmm. yeah. and you're just not growing. No, so I think that's a good thing. No, you should always be scared. Like, yeah. and that's, and that's like, what's great about like our dynamic too. Like going back to that is that like every single thing that we do, it's like something that we, it's like stepping into the unknown, you know, it's always being scared. It's always like, you know, if we're not, then like, yeah, like you said, yeah. you're just not growing. It's like that saying, right. If it, if it doesn't scare you, it won't change you. No, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No. And that feature film changed me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Do Did I learn? Yeah. I mean, it was it was the first feature film that I worked on, like period. Like I hadn't been on a feature film set. I mean, the m- most sets I had been on were like commercial shoots, and you know, it's like large crews and doing things like that, and you know, dealing with a lot of different people. But it's not the same as having an AD down your throat and like if we don't get this done today, like we're screwed. Oh, yeah. um, and managing all these people, and you know, especially as a DP, it's like when you're in a leadership role on a feature film set, like you you toe the line. You know, and if you don't, then your team and the morale of like everybody else kind of just starts to deteriorate. Yeah. Um, so it's like even, you know, though you've been like in the cold and the mud and you've been filming for 12 hours, like you still have to have that same energy and keep the momentum going. going yeah. yeah, because you're, people just start falling apart. People stop caring. People get lazy. And yeah. So um, that was that was a really challenging but rewarding to like have pulled through that and actually made a product that I can be proud of, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. What a ride. Oh, that film was nuts. We shot it in Smithville, just outside of Austin, like near Bastrop. But it was it was rain and mud and cold and, you know, it's miserable. But <laughs> when you're in the trenches with your guys um, and you're all bonding and doing it, like, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, I came nothing, in on a nice better. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was there for like you the last two days. Bit. Yeah. For the cool. last two days, I gaffed for it. Yeah. And I came in on the nice days. Yeah. But yeah. they were tired. Yeah, you missed all the I fun. could tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, it, it didn't help that like we were hungover most days, but you know, yeah. that's, that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Fun, Sorry, you were... Nah. No, I was... Uh, what could be like... Uh, do, do you have any works experience on set or, or... I don't consider it worst. I think... When I was thinking about this, I was like, hmm. I consider it hardest because I think I take every opportunity as a growth. Uh, thing it's like what's the point of me sulking in something that, that that happened to me that was bad it's like I can either learn from it and make sure it doesn't happen again or I can you know be that person that sulks and bitches and do a lot of stuff so I, I, I'll rephrase your question if you mm-hmm. don't mind it's like what no, was the I'm hardest experience I'm rewriting it right now yeah. <laughs> gonna rewrite it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think what was the hardest thing for me and I'll I'll give two examples one was not my set and one was my set right. um, not my set was my first ever feature film that I ever worked on and that was the hardest thing that I had to do um, to date probably because you know, you you have like one or two shoot days 
on most commercials and you're like, I can deal with this. Yeah. And then you them off and refresh. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. then this is just, it, it broke me down mentally. Like I remember like my first feature that I was on, I did stills for, and I mean, I had a blast. It was amazing, but I didn't talk to anybody for like two weeks, three weeks after that. <laughs> I, no, I see. I'm serious. Like I literally sat at home and just, I didn't talk to anybody just because I was just so, you know, uh, what's the word? Not devastated, but like just so drained, drained, drained exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Emotionally, just because when you wake up, you literally don't have control of your day. Yeah. You don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know who you're going to talk to, where you're going to do, like what emotional roller coaster you're going to be on. And then again, it's the first time you're on a big set and uh, the dynamics between the people, who does what, what are you supposed to act like, you know, all these things. And it's just, that was like the hardest thing. But, you know, you pick yourself up again and you do it again and it gets easier and easier and easier. And now it's a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, How long was the job? It was, uh, I think we shot 22 days, but we shut down four times because of COVID. It was oh. it was uh, it was one of the first films uh, that was shot um, after the pandemic or during the pandemic, I should say. Mm-hmm. And we shot it in it was shot in L.A. Um, in Big Sky Ranch, and um, yeah, it was just like I said, we shut down for COVID four times, like scares and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was just draining. Uh, but experience on my set was actually on Leap uh, in December. So what happened was it was our first day of shooting and we just had one location, which was like two and a half hours. It went perfectly. It was this theater, gorgeous theater. We got all the shots we wanted. Stunning. Just amazing. Yeah. So we're driving driving to our main location and that was the location with all the actors. There was like 11 actors and all the crew. And and, um, we only had that location for... I think what like eight hours yeah. total, yeah. And we had to film, uh, I think, like eight, well, seven, eight pages, yeah, Jeez. with all these people, right? Wow. So yeah, that was the beast. Um, so we get there, and it takes like an hour and a half to get set up and get to everybody in costume and and to light the thing how we all like it, and and we have like an hour and a half until lunch. And then all this is happening and I'm just like, this is going so wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> what am I doing? Well, it's like we scouted the location and we planned like where all the lights were going to go. Like yeah. this whole idea. And then we get there and it's like, okay, you can't get up there because this is locked and there's no way that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so, so essentially redo was, everything. So, so, wow. so what minutes. it was is like the location is a church, but it's also like a kindergarten-ish. Um, it's, those are two are connected. And we're shooting the actual church building. And on the second floor... Uh, there's this like a cove space where you could set up lights and when we scouted it was open and on the day it was closed so we're like oh we have to scrap our lighting setup we have to do everything from scratch so they're trying to figure that out I'm dressing actors trying to like oh you 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 dress like this you dress like this and then and then we start filming we film like three four shots right and then I hear kids yeah and I realize, so I go to the noise and it's like this uh, kitchen in the corner with an open window. And apparently, I didn't know, but I, I didn't think that they were, like, we were told that no people would be there right. at that time. Right. But there's a class of like six kids and they're baking cookies. 
<laughs> obnoxiously, yeah. obnoxiously loudly. Well, I mean, like it's Baking kids, cookies. you know what I mean? And it's just like, and they're there for an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh and I have that hour and a half gosh. until lunch. And I'm just like, this cannot be happening yeah, right yeah. now. I'm yeah. just like, this is, this is going to shit. This is the first day. And this is going to just be horrible. So disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. And uh, that was like the worst feeling ever. But then uh, essentially I was like, let's just keep shooting. Let's just keep shooting. Um, Let's just go into lunch. And then at lunch we'll reset. And this is what I did. Like, thank God through experience, I was able to pull myself together and be like, okay, well, we shot until lunch. And then at lunch I let everybody eat and do their thing. And I just went in my corner and I, like I said, in the quiet, I reset, I had my lunch and I was like, okay, I can do this. We still have like six hours. Let's reshoot those scenes. Let's finish the day. And, uh, that's what we did. Uh, and Jeez. you know, literally we, we continued shooting the rest of the scene. And then we ended up having like an extra hour and a half after that. Cause I, like I kept up the pace mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, in the last hour and a half, we reshot those scenes, Jeez. and we finished like seven minutes early. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah. That's so, um, awesome. yeah, but that was like the most stressful experience because it's just like you've been you've been waiting to do this for like this whole time. You like all these people donated money to you and trusted you to do this thing. You finally picked a window of time. You gather all these people and you're shooting, and this happens. Like this mm-hmm. thing happens, and this this happens. It's just yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you build. You you have to uh, probably I don't know fifty percent of the experiences is is learning to solve problems yeah. right? quickly. Mm-hmm. quickly. It literally never yeah. goes as planned, right? Yeah, so yeah. Get there regardless of how much you plan, and <laughs> some, yeah. something happens and you gotta adapt, and that's just part mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank, like I said, thankfully again, I was ready for it, and yeah. and that that's a big part of it is like, thankfully that project happened at the right time when I was ready for it because like a year ago. I would have like freaked out. I was yeah. like, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Fuck this. I give up. Throw it yeah. out the papers. Yeah. Going home. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the director? Where's the director? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying in the bathroom. He's on a second pack of cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Somebody stop him. Spencer will like, yeah, let me go back to Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to go sell TVs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, gonna be great. not nearly as stressful, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is, what is, you know, uh, the advice you will give to other DPs, other cinematographers that are trying to jump in. Um, I mean, it's like it's it's. I think I think the first part of it's like knowing what that entails, because there's so many there's so many young people that I talk to that I work with on set um, that want to be around the camera and want to be around the set and want to do things. And I always, you know, I'm like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to be a director? Do you want to be a DP? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I want to be either like I want to be a director DP I'm like like know what you want first pick one you know like you really have to pick one that's like the first red flag for me is when people are like oh I want to direct and DP like I want to do I'm like no they're two totally different roles like I I can't imagine ever doing what Alexi does like (laughs) I don't want to do that I don't want to deal with actors I don't want to deal with like all of the things that he has to do and um, he doesn't want to deal with all the things that I have to do (laughs) and it's like so like really really like narrow down and decide um, whether whether or not you want to do one or the other um, and if you do choose to be a DP and that's, that's what you want to go down. Um, I mean, the first thing is obviously like, just, just shoot like the best advice I've always gotten from DPs. Like the biggest DPs I've met is just like, just film, just film often more, like just make a, make, make a video like once a week or something, like pull out your camera and just like, 
learn as quickly as you can. Um, it's, it's almost like what Kobe does, you know, where he used to like, he's like just, um, at practice or, or practicing twice as much as everybody else, you know? And then by the time that somebody decides that they want to catch up to him, it's like, it's impossible. There's not enough hours in the day that you can, that you can possibly catch up to me. Um, and so that's just what I would say is like, just, just become obsessed and film as much as possible and like go through as much, um, like process of failing and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just get like really, really comfortable with the camera. I mean, mm. when I first started, I literally would just take my camera with me everywhere. Um, I started with a 70 D and then an a seven R Mark two, and it just lived around my neck. Like any, any like vacation with the family or like just going anywhere with anybody, like just, just have a camera on you. Um, and that, you know, really helped me a lot because you're developing your eye, which is the most important thing as a DP, honestly, is like having an eye, um, which, which sounds vague, but I mean, it's so true. Yeah. I like think we all know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, but that's what it is. It's like, just develop your eye as quickly as you can. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what helped me a lot was like, I was just so infatuated with it at such a young age and given the resources and the time to do it that. By the time I was 18 or 19, like I was able to make commercials on an Aria Mira that went on TV. Like, so yeah, decide early if you can, Yeah, <laughs> like whether, which one you want to be. They're two very different things. Um, and then once you do just like film as often as possible. Um, the other two pieces of advice I would give is like network, like meet as many people as you can too. Like, um, the most valuable thing for me has been going to like different meetups I mean, in the beginning of last year, I would go to like five a month, you know, where you're just like talking to random people, having drinks, doing whatever. Um, and then once you can build an actual network of people um, and you have built a portfolio, hopefully after shooting for a very long time, um, then you can actually start doing work. You can actually start getting paid to do it. Um, and having that network is what's going to propel you to the next like level. Um, and there's so many DPs that I know that are incredibly talented, like way more talented than I am, um, way more potential than I do, <laughs> but they don't network. They're not very social. They're not like playing that game that you have to. This, this whole industry is based on like, you don't have coworkers, you don't have like people you're around every day. Like yeah. you build your own, mm -hmm. um, yeah. coworkers. And so if you don't have that, like it doesn't matter how good you, your stuff is that you post, like nobody's going to call you. Nobody knows you. Yeah. Um, so you have to be like willing to be social and willing to like make those connections and, and meet people, um, or you'll just never end up, you know, building any momentum. Um, and that's, what's worked well for me is, is my network and my connections that I have. Uh, and then the last thing obviously is like gear. Um, <laughs> of course. spend a lot of money on yeah, gear. <laughs> um, spend it all. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's, I mean, it's, it's true. Like the, the Amira has opened doors for me that like I never expected to be opened. Um, and having an Ari, um, when, I mean, when I first started in like, uh, when I was 19 and like, what was like 2016 or 17, um, I was probably one of the, f like maybe four Ari Amira owners or people operating with an Ari Amira in Austin. Um, and having a, a piece of equipment like that, you know, enables you to be able to, for one, like legitimate, like make you legitimate in some senses. Um, but it also, um, uh, makes you more attractive as like a DP to hire, to do things like the camera that you have is, is, uh, a huge part of it, like who you are as a DP and like the kind of work that you'll get. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree that like you need to have a fancy Ari Amira to have like a great image quality. You know, 
our roommate Angel shoots on NFX3, and like some of the stuff that he shoots on that looks better than mine. And it's a camera that's like. Well, I think I think what you're price. talking about more is is like in Austin, there's not a lot of Aries. No, there's and not. Because you have an Ari, so you you're stand out you're, you're standing exactly. out, and and you yeah, know, that's how literally how he got on my gig, and this yeah. is right. how we met, like right. literally. That's so. that's how we met. Yeah, yeah, that's how we yeah. met. <laughs> you, read, you also. Oh, well, exactly. Also an easier camera. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's exactly. exactly how Lester and I met. Was he rented so, my camera, and then yeah. here we are. But it's like, yeah, I mean, if you have to, you have to buy equipment that makes you stand out. Not necessarily equipment that like you dream of or, or like you think is the best or this or that. Like just, just do what you can that will actually provide value beyond an image. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, fortunately, like the RE is stunning and like the color science is unmatched. Um, but um, that's like the biggest investment you'll ever make as a DP. Um, and something you really have to decide and choose what you want to do because I mean like everybody and everybody's got a red but if you can get to an Ari like that will completely separate you from most of the pack um, and really elevate you to that level so yeah. yeah your camera your network and just film film a lot yeah. where, where do you think like projects versus reels like help you get new projects I guess like like if you're pitching if you know if a client comes to you or both of you and and are asking for like previous work like would you pitch the the UT fencing project or would you be like here's my reel like which which one do you lean on more I guess uh definitely my reel 100 percent um anytime anybody wants to hire me to dp for them yeah Yeah, i mean that's that's usually all people care about um i mean i also run my own production company so it's like i do uh run clients through my commercial like business um and then that's a totally different process but i mean as a dp it's just your real um and then even there's a different thing yeah and then i would say even even like with client work too it's it's probably like half half the time i'm just sending my reel um but if somebody reaches out to me and they're like hey i want an event video I'm like okay yeah i've got like four or five event videos i can show you here they are like my reel is going to do nothing for that um but um no, for no that's that's yeah, for how, how do you think it's different yeah, for, for a director it's so much different because um what makes you stand out as a director is your is your style it's yeah. literally you know for for a dp like you know, not to like downplay, but as long as your stuff looks good visually, you know, that's, they'll hire you. Yeah. You know, as long as they see that you can, you can manage this kind of setup, this kind of setup, this kind of setup, they're going to hire you. As far as the director, they hire you based on your style and the stuff that you do. So for me, it's like most of the time, if I'm getting asked for something, I send very specific thing mm-hmm. that caters to, I think, what they're trying to do. Right. So, that makes sense. and that's like, that's like my advice would be to, to people who want to be directors. It's like develop your style mm-hmm. because that's what's going to separate you from everybody else. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Sense. So very different. Very different. Yeah. For yeah. him, it's like, I'm, I mean, like I agree with shooting more and I agree with networking but as far as like gear, like nah, nobody's going to care. Like, I'm, you know, everything is about style. So pe- people coming to me because they know the kind of things that I do. Right. As a director. Yeah. As a director. Yes. Yeah. 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 Two very different things. Yeah. I think that's the, the you know, the, the perspective that I have. I mean, you could, you could have like, a, I don't know, like a Canon DSLR T3i <laughs> and you still will make... The image look amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's it's. I think that at the end, it's it's uh, building skills, right? Mm-hmm. It's just 100%. building 
like sucking knowledge and building skills at the end. Yeah. I mean, that's such an important step that like I would not recommend skipping over. Like I've shot with an Aria Mira from a, a, a pretty young age. Um, but I mean, I was shooting on DSLRs before that. And it's like, if you can make a DSLR look incredible, <laughs> yeah. then it's Man. like an Aria Mira yeah, or good. any Ari is a walk in the yeah. park. Like it's, it's way easier. So definitely don't like, oh, decide like, oh, I want to be a DP and then go take out a loan and buy a, you know, $40,000 camera. Yeah. Like yeah. wouldn't recommend, like start small. Um, and then if you can make that look incredible, then, um, you know. You can definitely it's do the it same with thing with cameras. like photography. A lot of people like look at my photographs and like, man, what was the shot on? I was like my iPhone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And I was like, it's the same thing. Like yeah. if you, it's all, it's all in the eye. It's like, yeah. it's all in the person that's actually creating the thing. Right. Yeah. It's like if you have the eye, if you can make it look good, it doesn't matter where it, you shoot on. It's no. so crazy. Yeah. I, I got that feedback all the time in New York. It's like, oh my God, what lens are you using or what camera are you yeah. shooting with? It's like, that's yeah, I had a friend yeah, reach out literally yesterday and was like, what what stills camera do you use? What glass do you use? Like, this is like, you know, here's a couple of iPhone photos. And I was like, look, like you have you you have a phone in your pocket that makes incredible images. I literally said that when we first started. <laughs> yeah. He posted a picture on Instagram to promote this. And he was just like, I was like, dude, that picture looks great. Do you like snap that and then edit it real fast? And he's like, no, I just did it on my phone. I was like, looks great. Like, <laughs> it's not all about gear. You know? No. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's not countering your point, but it's like you, the eye is the eye is there. Yeah. First, yeah. You yeah. Know? You need all that. And then once you get to a certain level, like it, then, it becomes important in like a superficial kind of way. Like, I mean, I could shoot on an FX9 or, or an FX3 for that matter. Um, I like most of the projects that we've shot would be just fine. But it's like yeah. the the UT fencing captain's not going to give a shit about my FX3. Like, they, they, they care about this massive, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's so stupid how it is that, like, you're, you're, you're flexing to show I off mean, or, or this. But obviously, impressions matter. So no, like exactly. When you're kind of, you know you're uh, pro- not not selling yourself but you put yourself in a in front of a client and the impression that they get from you yeah. obviously counts yeah, yeah. Right. especially i mean like you know if you're charging like 16 grand for a commercial or something yeah and you show up with a dslr it's like however they're expecting to see the proton cannon in your no, no, shoulder exactly. it's so stupid but it's however like, though like i mean like i i, I do uh, still photography for features and it's like i used to have this big um sony with uh, Sigma R 35 mil 1.4, yeah. just like extra huge, battery attachment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just this huge thing. And then like three features ago, I decided like, I'm just going to switch because it just scares the actors. It's just this big thing that I want to drag around. And I switched to this small Fuji. Yeah. And people are very surprised when I show up with that. And they're like, is that a film camera? Yeah. I like, no. And I showed them the pictures and they see like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they're literally yeah. producing the same quality. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, it's hilarious. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's it's very different situations, obviously. Yeah, it's like, true. I mean, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't show up with a DSLR to like a professional shoot. No, 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 yeah, no, <laughs> no. Sure. no, guys, I got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Pew, pew. I got my new man Frodo tripod. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Feeling good on timing. Yeah. Anything else? Probably. I would like you guys to nominate someone else that you know to be in the podcast i got first dips okay because <laughs> i because we we know the same people it's like yeah uh, uh I nominate olivia magul oh i would say olivia as well exactly that's yeah. why i did it first yeah <laughs> yeah definitely olivia uh, she's a director so. okay yeah her story is incredible mm-hmm. yeah awesome. good luck olivia come on cool 
All right. Come, come. Hopefully we'll see them soon. Do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. This uh, has been great. Thank you guys so, yeah, yeah, so, so much, much for coming on this the first awesome. one. What an honor. Yeah, yeah. This is the first one. Hopefully the first of many, many, many episodes. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. It's been great. Thank awesome. you guys. Thanks, guys.